We all seem to have a deep-seated connection to this cathartic contraption. It moves us. It motivates us, informs us, inspires us, entertains us, and it wows us, all while not being too intrusive. Thanks for tuning in. We'll reminisce about radio on this week's episode of FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. I had to do it. Sorry, folks. I couldn't start the show without referencing one of my favorite movies that obviously has to do with radio. Good morning, Vietnam, starring the one and only El Mismisimo Robin Williams. Not to be confused with Robbie Williams, because you know what Robbie Williams is doing? He's loving angels instead. All right, sorry, I couldn't help it. I'm just in a good mood. Today, we're going to talk about something that lives and breathes deep inside me, and that is radio. So I take it personal offense when somebody says radio or radiohead. If you're going to say it in English, it's radio or Radiohead. Let's get right into today's episode because we are going to hear from some of my greatest friends, people that I have met because of the radio. And you guys are going to meet them if you don't already know them. And they're going to tell us why radio is special to them. And most of them, it didn't become a special thing for them when they started working in radio. No, 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 no. It goes way back. It's deep-seated, as I said in the intro. If something is deep-seated, it's ingrained in us. It's something that has been with us for a long time, and it's not going anywhere. And then I, I called it a cathartic contraption. I think you can figure out cathartic, catártico, I think you say, and a contraption, un artilugio, un chisme, una cosa, right? A contraption. Then I used a lot of verbs. I said it moves us, nos conmueve. It motivates us, that one's easy. It informs us, inspires us entertains us, and wows us. And I don't know if you know this word. Well, I know you know the word wow, but did you know that it's also a verb? And it's cautivar. It's to amaze somebody, to dazzle them. I love that word, to dazzle, deslumbrar. And these are all things the radio can do and does even now, decades. I mean, many decades later, it is still a force to be reckoned with. And a force to be reckoned with is una bestia de la naturaleza. And some people predicted the end of radio. The same way people predicted the end of print when the internet came around. So we're going to learn so much today. We're going to hear from my great friends. And we are going to reminisce. And that's another thing. I, I just said, you know, the radio is all of those things 
but it's not intrusive. You know, it's just there in the corner, filling your life with all that stuff, information, entertainment. And, you know, it's a special thing to everybody, although it's a a personal thing to everybody, which is quite interesting. It's a paradox in and of itself. In and of itself is in sí mismo, I think you would say in Spanish. So let's look at some etymology to get started. We use the word broadcaster, locutor. And this is not just for radio. We use this for television as well. If you are a broadcaster, you work in the broadcasting industry. I'm sure you've heard the word cast a lot on the internet. And where does it come from? Well, it comes from farming. I had no idea. I've been a broadcaster for over 15 years, and I had no idea. It dates back to the 18th century. As I said, it has to do with farming, with agriculture, and it means a wide scattering of seeds. And if you think about it, it makes sense. Broad is amplio. Think of Broadway. And to cast is to throw something. So if you throw your seeds far, if you scatter them far, they'll reach more people. They'll be more fruitful. And this term had nothing to do with radio, obviously, until radio was invented. But no, not even until the 20th century did this term become related to radio. But it was originally a farming Term And I guess I guess that's why in radio, you reap what you sow. Well, I thought that was a good opportunity to teach you that expression, recoges lo que siembras. But the parallel is obvious. Like with broadcasting, when you sow seeds, you're trying to scatter your message as far as possible. Now, we do it with radio waves, sending out messages of entertainment or education or One that's come out lately, edutainment, which is a little bit about what we do here on Vaughn Radio. Well, here, this is FYI, but today we're going to have a a Vaughn Radio crossover. And speaking of, I think I want to hear from one of my great friends, Simena Holiday. She is not just the host of Test Your English on Vaughn Radio. She has created so many different amazing initiatives, including the Disney Vaughn English. And as she said, she loves radio for different reasons. But you know what? I'll have her tell you. This way you'll hear it straight from the horse's mouth. Desde la Fuente Directa. Simena. Alberto, hello. So why do I love radio? I think it's because I just can't shut up. (laughs) No, Um, I think it's got to do with, I don't know, old memories of sitting in the car with my dad on the way to whatever, like extra curricular activities, ballet or wherever I was going. And we'd always have the radio on and you just hear those people that eventually become like friends. They're just there uh, with you in your day-to-day activities and... Okay, I know teaching English might not be as quite as relaxing as, you know, a nice uh, Sunday chat show, but I think it's just the fact that it's a community, that every day you're there listening, participating, even if it's not actively, outwardly, you're, it's, a, it's a thing, isn't it? <laughs> Does that make any sense? I don't know. Anyway, those are my musings. Oh, I knew she was going to give us an awesome soundbite, 
And we have so much in common. She is talkative, le gusta hablar, and we're both creative people. And, you know, I don't like to say I'm creative, but if I had to choose between left-brained and right-brained, I know which way my head is going. And again, Simena is just one example of the many friends I have made due to the radio. So thank you for your contribution, Simena. And remember, don't miss Simena. You can follow her on social media. I'll include links in the show notes. But it's not just entertainment. As I said, we've got now education and entertainment meshing, mezclándose. But radio has other applications as well, which is not just sitting around listening to some kind of content. And that's a funny one. Are you content with the content? ¿Estás contento con el contenido? No, well, radio frequencies are also used in electronics and appliances, also cellular phones, satellite communications, microwave ovens, radars. Careful with that one. You say radar, we say radar. Also industrial heaters, sealers. I mean, these are just a few of the many useful applications of radio frequency. But we're going to focus today mostly on the radio we all know and love. Let's take a look at a little history without going too deep. You know, remember, I don't want to turn this into a technical class or a history class. It's got to be fun. And in the end, it's really an English class. So we're going to go over the brass tacks. The brass tacks is lo esencial. The basics. 101. No, el módulo uno. 101. The existence of radio waves was first proven, demostrado, by German physicist, say that five times fast, physicist, Ooh, a mí me cuesta también. Well, you might recognize his last name, Heinrich Hertz. And on November 11th, 1886, that is one of the key dates in the timeline of radio. And that's when we knew that these radio waves existed. Then in the mid-1890s, a man named Guglielmo Marconi came along. And oh man, my Italian grandfather, he was always talking about Marconi. It was his idol. And Marconi developed the first apparatus for long-distance radio communication, sending a wireless Morse code. Yes, has oído bien, wireless, you know, what we're using nowadays. And he sent this Morse code message to a source over a kilometer away. So that was in 1895, another important date in the timeline. Then again, in December 12th, 1901, the first transatlantic signal was emitted or broadcast. That's an interesting one because you can say broadcast or broadcasted. It's both regular and irregular. It reminds me of dreamed and dreamt. And as I said, this is the never-ending story. There have been so many breakthroughs. There continue to be breakthroughs, but those were some key dates. And as I said, we'll get technical without going too deep. AM versus FM. What's the dealio? AM or FM? 
Well, obviously, FM is more common, at least nowadays, but there's a reason for it, and it's because it has better sound quality due to higher bandwidth. Does that word sound familiar too? Ancho de banda? So it's interesting. You know, you don't have to know the difference between them, but all you have to know is if this one sounds better, if the quality is better, well, let's try and use this one. But again, it took many, many breakthroughs just to get to that point. And now I want to talk about the actual radios, the actual devices. I remember my grandmother had down in her basement a, just a beautiful, ornate, elaborate, wooden. It was stained. It was absolutely gorgeous. And it had these dials on it, these knobs and switches. I think the thing weighed 7,499 pounds approximately. But... It was a collector's item. I wish I had it now. I'm sure that thing would be worth a lot of money. And back then, it was like a TV set. You know, people would gather around it, and they would get their news. They would be entertained. You know, that, that part hasn't changed. But then it was like a central part of the house. It brought the family together. It informed them. It educated them. It entertained them, but all together. So they were bonding. You know the radios I'm talking about. Those are absolutely gorgeous. And then my mom always told me when she was a kid, she never forgot when she got her transistor radio. It was an AM radio, and she was top of the pops. And then, well... Bigger became better. I remember in my generation, in the 80s and 90s, I mean, everybody was walking around with their boom boxes. You know, these big ones that you would put on your shoulder. The only thing is, I think everybody ended up with back problems. Not to mention hearing problems, which those became very, very evident with the introduction of the Walkman and the Discman and these MP3 players, which, if you have an internet connection... You can also stream radio. So radio, as I said, it's not going anywhere. It's here to stay. And we're going to hear from another one of my newest colleagues. That, that word seems too formal. One of my newest co-workers and obviously friend, Jules. Now, she has an amazing show. It's called Let's Get Random. Just the name will tell you that you can learn about anything and everything. And it's an honor to have Jules on board on Vaughn Radio and also on FYI. I highly recommend you check out her show and you follow her on social media. The show's called Let's Get Random. Let's hear from Jules. Hello, everyone. This is me, Jules, from the Let's Get Random show. I love the radio because... Even though we speak to a microphone, you can truly feel the presence of that audience who tunes in every single day to listen to your favorite shows. And for someone like me, who loves a good old chat, que le gusta una buena charleta, <laughs> I can't think of a more fun thing to do. So thank you to all the Vaughn listeners. You guys are the best. Awesome, awesome to hear from Jules. And man, she speaks perfect English and Spanish. As I said, she's the newest addition. I don't know her very well, but I'm definitely looking forward to getting to know her. Thanks so much, Jules. And guys, make sure you, you tune in to Let's Get Random. I don't know why, but I always have to say it like that. I can't just say Let's Get Random. 
Well, see, there, there it is. I just did. Oh, and I forgot to tell you guys, I have a surprise. Maybe it's a good thing because I always let the cat out of the bag. I don't do it on purpose. I just have a big mouth. I'm very talkative like my friend Simena. Well, I've got a surprise for all of you guys. Since today we're sharing and so many of my amigos at Vaughn Radio have decided to participate, I am going to make the bonus episode of this FYI available to everybody. That's right, folks. It's going to be available to everyone. Now, normally you get a fresh episode every Friday, but if you're a patron, you get a bonus episode. You can even get weekly and monthly classes with me. Plus, you'll get PDF documents with all the vocabulary and worksheets to make sure that you really got it. I think you should take a look at it. It is our curious community. We're over on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. But as I said, since sharing is caring, as we say, we're going to make the bonus episode free for everybody this week. Oh, isn't that awesome? You'll have to wait. It'll be available the following day, el día siguiente. And I'm going to take a moment just to send a shout out to all my patrons. Thank you for making this podcast possible and for being a part of our curious community. A shout out to all of you, especially my super duper students, Marta, Candy, Javier, Roberto, David, Jose Maria, Mila, Alex, Edgar, and Aina. And don't forget about my interstellar students, Lina, Isa, Paco, Diego, and Carmen. If you guys want more information on how you can join our curious community, go over to patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. And for three euros a month, you'll get access to so much content, not to mention the whole collection. Now, I've been doing Patreon for two or three years. So the moment you sign up, you'll have all that content at your fingertips. But let's move on, folks. We're going to take a look at DJs, because what is the radio without the voice, without the ideas, the vision? And that is the DJ. And I'm somebody who has worked in theater, I've worked on film, I've worked, you know, in all the different mediums out there, audiovisual mediums, I should say. And one of the most amazing things about radio is you can really create any atmosphere you want. Like, if, if I want to make a movie about a battle, for example, you know, uh, let's say Saving Private Ryan, do you know how many extras they needed to make that movie? Do you know how many tanks and props where if I wanted to create a battle scene as a podcaster or as a radio host, all I have to do is say, cue the chopper. There we go. And here we are. We are in the thick of battle. It's incredible, folks. I'm coming to you live from the trenches. Everybody get down. Oh, my goodness. Run for your lives. Here they... Over here. We're losing men. We need reinforcements. Come on, Johnson, we're counting on you. 
And there you go, folks. It's that simple. We just went into battle and live. I, I'm telling you right now, I produced that live using some sound effects. I have a, a mixing board here. I think you say, una mesa de mezclar. And just by pushing two buttons, I brought you to battle. That is the power of radio. And we're going to look at an Eiffel Tower connection as well. Radio was so powerful that it saved the Eiffel Tower. What? Well, first we should look at the fact that the Eiffel Tower is basically one big radio antenna. So how did it save the Eiffel Tower? Well, if you listen to our FYI episode on the Eiffel Tower, you would know the answer to this already. But don't worry, I'll give you that information. Although you should still listen to that episode because I learned so much as well. Well, to make a long story short, the Eiffel Tower was supposed to be removed, taken down, destroyed after 20 years. And the only thing that saved it was that they deemed it useful for radio communications. So radio is so powerful that it saved the Eiffel Tower, the most visited tourist attraction in the world. And it also had a lot to do with the inception of radio. The first public radio broadcasts were done at the top of the Eiffel Tower. They were experiments that were carried out by radio scientists. And there's a man named Lee DeForest. I'm sure it's Le DeForest. And he is viewed as the father of radio broadcasting. What happened was he saw an opportunity. He was over there on his honeymoon, and this was in 1908, and he took a break from his wife. Oh, wow, already? Oh, man. <laughs> well, he decided to climb this famous landmark and broadcast a selection of music to the Parisian suburbs. Now, I'm sure his wife wasn't too happy, but that made him the first radio DJ ever. And what a cool DJ booth. The top of the Eiffel Tower, Baya Cabina. Another famous radio DJ is a man named Alan Freed, and he supposedly coined the term, acuñó el término rock and roll. Now, in the end of his career, he was implicated in some scandals, what they call the payola scandals. And they said that record companies were paying to get their music on the air. Uh, isn't that the way it works nowadays? Well, we'll take a look at that in the bonus episode, as well as a bunch of fun facts. But here, let me give you a fun fact right now. One of the most played songs in the history of the radio is Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin. And why? Well, there's a theory going around that a four-minute song, which is, you know, songs lasted about four minutes, three, three and change, five tops back then. So when they had a nine-minute song or an extended version, 11 minutes, they said, wait, I can smoke my cigarette and relax. And that was the reason they say that that song was on the radio all the time. It was long enough to give the DJ a nice cigarette break. But Robert Plant didn't think it was funny. Robert Plant, the lead singer, he donated $10,000 to KBOO. Wait, let me say it correctly. KBOO, a nonprofit community radio station in Portland, Oregon. 
And he said, I'll give you this money. I'll donate it if you never play Stairway to Heaven again. <laughs> Imagine that, an artist being like, enough, enough. You're overplaying it. And that happens a lot. That's why these one-hit wonders, Vanilla Ice, you know, all these songs, they're great, but they were so overplayed that it was out of control. There are many famous DJs. Wolfman Jack is another one. He had a gravelly voice. Ones that influenced me was a, a radio program called Z100, The Morning Zoo. And now you'll know why my show with no name on Vaughn Radio is a zoo. I grew up listening to The Morning Zoo every day. It was a part of my life. And now it became my job. I did it subconsciously, but my show pays homage to this show. As I said, not on purpose. I was greatly influenced by the Z Morning Zoo. Give it a listen and you'll say, hey, wait a second. That's right. He's not kidding. And speaking of legendary DJs, we are going to hear from a guy who has been on Vaughn Radio since the early days, one of the founding fathers, and what a soothing voice he has. He's knowledgeable, he's entertaining, and he is an awesome guy. And he's going to talk a little bit about the nostalgia that radio is. Let's hear from Guy Williams. Hi, Alberto. This is Guy Williams. All right. I have always tried to pretend that when I listen to the radio, there is somebody out there talking especially to me, somebody in a booth, uh, and, and uh, we're connected. We're connected like uh, two tin cans with a wire that I can hear this person directly. And this goes all the way back to childhood. I mean, when I was a child, I used to spend so much time with my ear next to the transistor that I, I'm surprised it didn't leave a permanent mark there. Now, I must have been about 12 years old when my parents bought me a, a shortwave radio for my birthday. And suddenly, just by turning the dial, uh, just a smidgen, ever so slightly, I could jump from place to place. And I could hear every language and every kind of music that there was from everywhere in the world. And just the idea of radio waves bouncing off the ionosphere because when i was 12 years old i was i was definitely a nerd and i i knew what the ionosphere was and i knew that short wave bounces off the ionosphere otherwise it would get lost in space that's how it's able to travel halfway across the globe and i could listen to that and it made me ache it made me ache with the desire to see those places now, English has no word for this, but it's a, it's a feeling of nostalgia for something in the future, for something that hasn't happened yet. Just by listening to the radio when I was little, I, I knew what was going to happen to me. I knew what my future was going to be like. In any case, what I try to bring uh, to my radio programs is something like this, right? The hope that after listeners hear what I have to say and, and understand what I have to say, then the world makes more sense to them. And the English language is more comfortable. Uh, it'll seem like home to them. And that's what radio was for me when I was a child, something, something exotic and intimate at the same time, something that was able to bring the world out there in, into me. 
I told you his voice was soothing, and we learned so much, some excellent English vocabulary, and he spoke a little bit about science without getting too technical, and he spoke of those radio waves. Well, do you want me to let you in on a secret? Radio waves go on forever. That's right. Researchers have discovered that they will continue to travel forever unless something absorbs them. So in that case, you could say that maybe the show with no name or any of the programs on Vaughn Radio have been heard in other parts of the universe. Who knows? On other planets, in other galaxies. And I think that's out of this world. (laughs) Okay, bad joke. Out of this world? Extraordinario? But it's true. I, I think there's a parallel that can be drawn. If radio waves go on forever, well, maybe the radio will go on forever. Maybe it is timeless. Maybe it will never die, despite what the naysayers may say. And even now, radio continues to evolve and adapt to the times. We're going to end the first episode with a quote by Freddie Mercury in his song, Radio Gaga. He said, I'd sit alone and watch your light. I'd sit alone and watch your light. My only friend through teenage nights. Mi único amigo en las noches de adolescencia. And everything I had to know. Y todo lo que tuve que saber. I heard it on my radio. Folks, I hope you enjoyed the first part and you'll join us in the free bonus episode of today's F.Y.I.